Super Talk Mississippi media production. In Mississippi, with our ever-changing weather, termites and household pests can disrupt your family life and take a toll on your home. Call Family Termite and let us help protect your home. 601-933-1014. Or reach us at www.family-termite.com. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, everyone, to Midday's Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, uh, Rhino, in the Super Talk studios, kicking off this Monday, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. All right. Quite the eventful weekend, uh, certainly from a sports perspective. You got the Bulldogs up there in Starkville. Had a pretty good game against Kentucky. That makes the now, what, second top 25 team they've knocked off this year without being ranked? Yeah. and Second or third? The quarterback, Will Rogers, had quite the game. Dang near perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. Really was. SEC record for... 90, was it 92, 92, 93 something percent passer completion percentage? Impressive to say the least. That was pretty good. So, in the meantime, the Rebs went over to the Plains, the loveliest village on the Plains. That's what they call it, I think. And uh, ran into a bit of a buzzsaw. It's tough. They're pretty good, Albert. They're much better than advertised and Certainly better than uh, they were earlier in the year. Yeah, since both games were uh, were scheduled at the same time, it was difficult to keep up with both of them at the same time. So you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it was more of a just a bad matchup for Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, well, for one thing, they got lots of injuries. Uh, I mean, it's so you can't certainly use that as an excuse. That's part of the game, and you've got to accept that. But penalties, um, unforced errors, as they say. I think the Rebels are now the most penalized in Division One football. Mm. So that ain't good. It was Tough the, to win like that. Yeah, it was the penalty bowl is the way I described it. So I was up there over the weekend. You know, I was off on a Friday, appreciate day for filling in. Went up to play a little golf with my pals at uh, in West Point. Played at Mossy Oak on Friday, and then at uh, Old Waverly yesterday and Saturday. And uh, of the eight that were on the trip, all were bullies except me, and so they all went to the game. 
and I stayed back. Yeah, I stayed back in the in the cabin. We were staying in a cabin there at Old Waverly, and uh, switch between the two games on the television there. But nonetheless, had a good time. Why was it ever cold and blustery on Friday? Good grief! I, we got to number one nine after completing nine, and I was thinking, well. The bad news is we ain't got but nine holes left. The good news is after nine, we get the heck out of here. <laughs> it's cold. Man, that was uh, that's not the kind of weather that I like to play golf in. But, but it is time. World Series weather. It is World Series weather. You are correct, sir. And the Bravos almost got everything done. They needed done in Atlanta. They had a 3-1 lead in the series going into last night's game. And just couldn't quite keep the Astros' offense from putting crooked numbers on them. Yeah, now yeah, exactly. Now they got to go back. So there was a grand salami in the game too, right? Oh yeah, it started off looking great, yeah. and uh, just slowly unraveled. Yeah, so they uh, are headed back to Houston, right? Which there is a silver lining on the dark cloud if you're a Braves fan. I told this story on Good Things Friday, but if you missed it. There was a Facebook story where in one of those fan groups on Facebook, a Houston Astros fan was like, look, guys, my little girl really wants to go to game six if it makes it that long, but money's tight. So uh, I've got this 2017 jersey signed by all the players from the World Series, or I've got this seat from the Astrodome signed by some people. I'll barter with you. I'll trade these for some tickets to to Game 6 so I can take my little girl to the World Series because she really wants to go. She loves her Astros as much as her daddy. Right. Braves fans saw that, just happened to have some spare fundage, and sent him a message and said, here, here's your two tickets to take your girl to to the game. Keep that memorabilia so in 20 years you can give it to her, and she can have it. So you go to the game on me. Oh, that's right. Because the Braves didn't win last night, the series is 3-2 to two with the Braves ahead, and that dad and his 11-year-old daughter get to see a World Series game in Houston tomorrow night. Well, that's cool. Great story. So even as a Braves fan, I didn't have a hard time with them losing last night because there's at least one dad and daughter in Houston that's going to have a great time on account of a Braves fan. That's what it's all about. That is awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. That is really good. Uh, so, don't forget, you can text us on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Coming up on the program today, at 11.05, John McKay, the President and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association. We'll get an update from uh, John on this supply chain problem that is plaguing our nation. In particular, find out from John about uh, how Mississippi's businesses and his uh, segment, manufacturing, how they're weathering this storm. My understanding is the Toyota plant in Blue Springs shut down for a week. Yeah, can't, if can't uh, get parts. There, I want to believe. I want to say they have three options for the one week shutdown due to the supply chain shortage. If you're working at the Blue Springs Toyota plant, you've got the choice of. Burning some vacation days, so if you got paid time off, you can go ahead and burn those and still get paid. I got you. Or you can take some unpaid leave, and there's no penalty. So you, usually when you have unpaid leave, that's a, 
that's a punishment or something. But yeah. no, it's no penalty here, just unpaid leave. Or if you're just looking for something to do and you still need to get paid and you don't have any vacation days, you can show up to work and they'll <laughs> find something for you to do, but it's not going to be what you normally do. <laughs> and they didn't elaborate on what it would well, be. Well, I, I mean, what do you do? That's not uh, unreasonable. That seems like an appropriate reaction by the company there. Probably going to be a whole bunch of cleaning, if Could I had be. to guess. Like, Anytime I ever had to go into a place of work where we weren't <laughs> doing what we were normally doing, it was because we were either moving stuff or cleaning stuff. Cleaning. <laughs> I like it. At 11.37, Christopher Green... You know him. He's a law professor at Ole Miss. So he's on today because the United States Supreme Court is hearing the case on the Texas abortion law. And, and don't want to get too far into the weeds on that. Going to let the Professor Green enlighten us and kind of give us the backdrop here that got us to where we are. Texas passes this law. He gets overturned, I think, and then it gets upheld, and now it's back on the Supreme Court, and I think the United States is the plaintiff, if I'm not mistaken. So anyhow, we'll we get an update from uh, the professor on that, and then, of course, Mississippi's abortion lawsuit will also be before the court next month, I think. And it's scheduled in December, seems like. Yeah, I want to say it's early December. Yeah. So we'll get an update from the professor and ask him to unravel the legal complexities and, and explain the, the potential impact and consequences of whatever the Supreme Court will decide on this case. That should be fascinating. we got some foreigner concert tickets to give away once again today. And, folks, it is elections week in many parts of the country, and... We've got municipal elections here in Mississippi. Starting in less than 24 hours. Yeah. So that should be interesting. We've got some special elections in Florida, in Ohio as well. But the one, I think, that is garnering the most attention, arguably, is the governor in old Virginia. You got... uh, Terry McAuliffe, the favorite of Joe Biden and company, you know, he's a guy that can't dance. We pretty much established that. (laughs) He is uh, running as a Democrat in Virginia, and he is um, challenged by Glenn Youngkin, the Republican candidate. Yeah, there was a pretty embarrassing stunt pulled over the weekend. Yeah, there was. We need to talk about that as well. The lion and the duplicity, I know to many they are synonymous with politics, but they got to go. And this is why people have such deep contempt for the political realm, because it is jam-packed with such lying. We're going to talk about that and much more when we come back on Midday. Stay with us. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. 
We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. Hurry! Run! Get to the car! It's coming! Start the car! What are you waiting for? I knew I should have gone to Mazda of Jackson! rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in and upgrade to a new vehicle during our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson. All the 2021s must go, and we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Mazda of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. Gulf Seafood Outlet, your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet, seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet, Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. So, the other thing that uh, 
I got to point out before we continue with our discussion is today is my daughter's birthday. So happy birthday to Alex Marie Gibbert, Gibbert, a.k.a. Boo, named her that about 10 minutes after she was born. I don't know why. She said, look, Boo. <laughs> and that is kind of stuck, so very proud of uh, Alex, who's been a guest on the show before. And not sure if she's listening. She's likely in a classroom taking care of business with her students. But nonetheless, uh, happy birthday to Alex Marie Gibbert. Born the happy day. Birthday. Thank you, Rhino. And um, born the day after Halloween. That was kind of interesting. It was one of those deals where <clears throat> the the uh, doctors induced, and so they said, "Show up on November first, 7:30 a.m." Which we did. It was cold. I do recall that, and I recall being in the room there where my wife was going through the proceedings, <laughs> and it was so dang cold. And of course, she was huffing and puffing and doing her motherly duty and was sweating. And I had a parka on <laughs> in the birthing suite. I remember it so vividly. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, a great day, becoming a father for, for the first time like that. But nonetheless, happy birthday to Alex Marie Gibbert. Marie, by the way, was my mother's name. So... It's kind of a family name. There are others in my family that have been named Marie. Very proud of her. All right, so we were talking about, oh, geez, the duplicity in politics. None is more egregious and disgraceful than when folks dress up and act out and play the part and role of who they're not. So tell them about it, Ryan. Now, what happened with the dang Terry McAuliffe group? Yeah, in what seems like uh, a parody of political theater, you had, I believe you had the Republican challenger show up on a bus, and before you could even get off the bus, you had this small parade of five or six individuals dressed like Charlottesville rally-goers, which... If you're unfamiliar with that uniform, apparently the uniform is khaki pants, a white button-down shirt, and a tiki torch with a red MAGA hat. So you have this small group, this small parade, walks up to the bus chanting, we're with Yunkin, or we're with Glenn, or whatever they were saying, <clears throat> trying to associate Yunkin with the Charlottesville rally and uh, the very nice people and all that kind of crap that is pretty much an extremely online meme. Nobody that really thinks about voting really spends all that much time thinking about it. But it got a lot of hoopla and attention, and it's like, from the media, who's looking for every opportunity to paint anybody with an R by their name in a bad light, they pounced on it, they jumped on it and said, oh, look, look, it's those racists from Charlottesville showing up to, to help out the, Democrat, or the Republican in Virginia. Except, come to find out, they were operatives, many of whom work for the Virginia Democrat Party and are also working with the grifters known as the Lincoln Project. Which I thought was defunct. I no, they're just uh, not as vocal now that okay. Trump was defeated. Okay. 
and a couple of their higher ups got in trouble for some shady stuff that looks a lot like pedophilia. But that was all flat out lying. Oh yeah. I mean it was it was you basically staged. got some interns to show up and act like the caricature of the opposing party and then people that were drawing attention to it for the mainstream media to pounce on it then got called out because they were actively involved in it. Yeah. It'd be one thing if you just showed up and it was political theater. It was, I'm here to protest what you're doing, and you're obviously associating with people that dress like... If it was obvious, it would have been as bad. Yeah. But when you show up and you try to act like you're something you're not, that's when you really start turning people off. Totally agree. And perhaps the tables have turned a bit in the race, depending on which polls you look at, and their polls... It, it appears it's it's somewhere between neck and neck and slight lead for the Republican Yunkin, again, depending on which polls. And that's as of late last week and I think even over the weekend. The election is tomorrow. This will be an earthquake, let's face it, if Yunkin pulls it out, an earthquake. That it's even competitive, because I think Biden won the state by 10 points. And if you look at Virginia and you look at a map of the counties, it uh, reminds somewhat of Illinois. You look at northern Virginia, closer to Washington, and it's blue. It's heavily populated. And the rest of the state, fairly red. A couple of, I think, outlier blue counties. Illinois, very similar. You look at Cook County, where Chicago's based, blue. And the whole dang rest of the state's red from a county perspective. But... This, again, this will be the shot heard around the world. You think, I think it has Democrats scrambling if Youngkin pulls it off. Well, maybe Biden, uh, his stuff ain't that popular. And in fact... They're certainly spending a whole lot of money up there. A bunch. And to the point where they're, they're not just spending the usual money you spend, where they have the radio blitz and the TV blitz and putting signs everywhere and billboards... They're hiring random influencers to write songs about get out the vote and go vote blue in in Virginia. All and, about that. And yeah, and and it's you probably wouldn't have noticed it. It, it would have looked like a groundswell or a grassroots organization movement. But uh, one of the influencers that wrote a song on his acoustic guitar always makes it a point to put at the bottom of his little caption, "I was paid to do this." <laughs> Exactly. So, not like it's, you know, some passion or some loyalty to the cause there, right? It's just crazy. Uh, But we'll be watching it. We certainly will see. And it should be very interesting. By the way, the Republican candidate, Youngkin, is not bringing in help from... Headliner Republicans. On the other hand, McAuliffe, he's absolutely gone for broke. He's got Obama and Biden and Kamala. I mean, everybody he can dream up, right, to come in and help. He's also he's also known for well, they saying... They brought in the guru from Georgia. Oh, yeah, Stacey Abrams. Oh, yeah. The, the GOTV princess, shall we say. Uh <laughs> Anyhow, we, we're going to see, 
where it leads. You know also that McAuliffe is on the record at advocating for a plan that would reinstate 1970s-style busing in Virginia. He wants to eliminate modern-day segregation in our schools. That's what his plan says, and that's a quote, by the way. Uh, he, he's wanting to institute such measures that would, quote, address the lasting impacts of racist choices on Virginia's education system. It uses the word racist 24 times. McAuliffe essentially's plan laments the racist educational systems in Virginia. It's just incredible. So this from the party that pretty much cemented the word dog whistle in the pop culture lexicon. <laughs> that's true. Because of their rampant projection. That is very true. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, now we uh, I think have some sound here. If we got a minute to play from, uh, and it features a mother at a recent Loudoun County School Board meeting. We'll have to do it when we come back. We're up against a break right here. But when we, well, it's his twisted sister, by the way. It's good, too. But when we come back, we're going to have this sound for you. This is a mother of a six-year-old at a Loudoun County, Virginia School Board meeting. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Middays will return. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 75. Tonight, mostly clear. Lows dipping into the upper 40s. Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 73. And for your Wednesday, a beautiful day on tap as well. Partly sunny skies, high near 69. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. At Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you were, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. 
Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Halsey Insurance, HalseyInsurance.com. Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's Baroni's Tree Pros. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Earlier this month, Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson signed an order preventing any type of vaccine mandate at his department. In Mississippi, we've got half a million people we know of who right. have the virus and have recovered and have natural immunity, but nobody wants to take that into account, right. so they're ignoring science. It's, uh, it's ludicrous. I tell you, this is the fight for freedom in our day. He believes the Biden administration mandate threatens millions of American jobs and will lead to a commerce crisis in America. And this weekend, Mississippi Congressman Trent Kelly presented the Congressional Gold Medal to the family of U.S. Marine Corps veteran Ember Jackson, Sr. In 1943, Mr. Jackson enlisted in the Marines during World War II and reported to basic training in North Carolina. He was among the first African Americans to enlist in the Marine Corps and one of the thousands sent to fight in the Pacific Theater. To see more of his story, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. Here's an important message from Clyde DeChamp, EMS Board Representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. Mississippi has a serious paramedic shortage. Are you looking for a career change? Do you want to do something more meaningful? Paramedics literally hold people's lives in their hands on a daily basis. We're not talking about driving fast. We're talking about interpreting EKGs, administering medications that stabilize failing hearts, raise blood pressures, and relieve chest pain. We're talking about performing medical procedures that can literally make a difference between life and death. If you think you might be ready for a career change, it's time to join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Supertalk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Supertalk Mississippi. 
You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. cut off. There's only so much on it. Uh, well, I was watching the progress bar. I thought it had more left. Sorry about that. I didn't uh, get us back going again. I was enjoying the music, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so we, we set this up before we went to break. This is a mother at a Loudoun County, Virginia, which has become ground zero for this rather fiery debate between parents and and schools, which shouldn't even exist. But it's about what's being taught to their children. You got candidate Terry McAuliffe saying, oh, no, we're not teaching critical race theory. And what did Barack Obama say when he was stumping for McAuliffe last week? It's fabricated by the right. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that's what he said. Anyhow, this is a mother that goes to the school. Listen to what she says to the school board. My children are now in private school and are thriving. We had specifically moved into L- haste out of LCPS due to the swift and uncompromising political agenda of Superintendents Williams, Ziegler, and, sc- the, and the school board that have forced upon us. First, it was in early spring of 2020 when my six-year-old somberly came to me and asked me if she was born evil because she was a white person, something she learned in a history lesson at school. Then you kept the schools closed for a year and a half despite the science indicating that it was safe for kids to return. And now you've covered up a rape, then arrested, humiliated, and falsely accused her parents of being domestic terrorists. I wish I could return my kids to LCPS. Private school is expensive and I want my kids to be able to walk home from school with their friends in their own community. I refuse to allow you to destroy our schools. They are not your schools. They are our schools. You all should be ashamed, and you should have the moral courage to admit you are wrong and step down. Well, bravo for her. So she's telling us here that her six-year-old comes home and asks if she and her family are evil because they're white. And... So that's not just teaching some sort of theory about how race may have been a factor in our society across the the various aspects of it. That's indoctrination. That is Marxist division. Let's call it what it is. It just is. And McAuliffe and his pals on the left, they're all on board with this. They're afraid of crossing that line for fear that the Twitter mob 
will unload on them. Well, I mean, that's just one of the things, but I think they embrace this garbage. Now, Loudoun County, by the way, is one of, if not the wealthiest county in these United States. And it is has a reputation of having one of the finest public school systems in the country. And they're destroying it. For what? To tell children? Oh, see, based on your race, you're an oppressor. Based on your race, you're oppressed. We played tape of uh, last week, I believe, or it may, may have been prior, of Condoleezza Rice on The View, where she schooled them on it. She being, obviously, a black female raised in Alabama. And she absolutely schooled them on it, which I thought was awesome. And she said, there's nothing productive about teaching young white children that you're evil and wicked and young black children, you don't have a chance, which is what they're doing. So we will continue to expose this nonsense. I I find it to be one of the biggest issues in our country, and I'm not seeing or hearing a lot about it here in Mississippi, but it's popping up more. I'm getting underground rumblings of stuff happening in some of the school boards in in Mississippi. And again, I ask our audience, if you know or hear of anything like this, and some have, please let us know. We want to expose it. And if you you missed the uh, audio from Condoleezza Rice on The View, here we go. You can listen to it again. I come out of an academic institution, and uh, this is a, something that academics debate, what is the role of race and so forth. And, and let me be very clear, I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go to a movie theater or to a restaurant with my parents. I went to segregated schools till we moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me, that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it, and you are going to be anything you want to be. And that's the message that I think we ought to be sending to kids. One of the worries that I have about the way that we're we're talking about race is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I I Mm -hmm. don't think that's very productive. Or black people have to feel disempowered by Mm -hmm. race. I would like black kids to be completely empowered to know that they are beautiful in their blackness, mm-hmm. but in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white. So somehow, this is a conversation that has gone in the wrong direction. I mean, I thought that was eloquently stated and, and on point. I was a little surprised, Rhino, at the applause from the audience at The View. Because typically, they're, they're, uh, they offer their praise in the form of applause Usually when the left-leaning, which is all of them but one, members of the panel, really go after Trump and conservatives and Republicans, this actually elicited some applause on something that is sort of counter to mainstream thought. I think it could be argued that the audience of The View may not really care about the political persuasion or beliefs or policies of the guests. They just want to see an argument or a really good point being made. Which, okay. in that case, 
Condoleezza Rice made an incredible point, which would have elicited a pause. And let's be honest, her point, uh, first, she's a highly respected former high-level member of government. But secondly, she's an African-American female who came up from the American South, the Deep South. And folks outside of the Deep South, these elitist liberals, look at us and say, oh, you're oppressing all the black folks there. They have no chance. Really? How'd that work out for her? What about her father's message to her and her upbringing? You can be anything you want to be. Nothing's standing in your way. I think that strategy worked pretty well. So why wouldn't we want to copy that, replicate that, pursue that? Because that also requires personal responsibility and a fair amount of hard work. Hmm. Ah, so you mean it's just false that... And on top of that, you can take risks, you can apply all the hard work in the world, you can have all the hopes and dreams, and it's still not work out for you because the world isn't fair. Yeah. But you know what? Like I've said, unless you believe the politicians that promise you that everything can be equal, which is clearly a flawed argument. And no, what they say is, well, whatever your shortfalls are, we're going to fix those for you. Right. We're going to fill that void. We're going to achieve equity. It's just nonsense. That doesn't ma- mean you can't have a happy life. You may fall short. We've all had certain goals we've pursued. Have we not? That maybe we fell short of, but we still did pretty dang good. Uh, So, uh, you're right. That's life. But you still had the opportunity. And I'll fight like hell to protect that opportunity. I won't fight like hell just to give it to you. Which is what we're seeing out of this government. They're hoodwinking people into telling them, I can make your life better with more programs. <laughs> That's what such a joke. She was. <laughs> we'll step aside here for a little ZZ Top. We got more talk when we come back and after the break. At the top of the hour, John McKay, the president and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association. At 1137, Christopher Green, Super Talk Outdoors, hosted by Ricky Matthews at 12 today. It's Monday. Stay with us. Middays. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. 
With storewide savings of 50 to 80%, now is the perfect time to do your Christmas shopping at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Our lease expires soon, and so will the savings. Save 50 to 80% on stackable rings, diamond studs, color and diamond pendants, even our wedding bands are sale price. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is closing out our entire inventory. Nothing is held back. 50 to 80% off storewide now at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 485 to 119.70. March cotton was up 357 to 114.75. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were up eight and three quarters to twelve fifty-eight and a quarter per bushel. March soybeans were up eight cents to twelve sixty-seven per bushel. December corn was up ten and a quarter to five seventy-eight and a half per bushel. March corn was up ten and a half to five eighty-six and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was up forty-five to one twenty-nine seventy-two. February live cattle was up 77 to 135 even. January feeders down a dollar to 155.15. March feeders down 70 to 156.70. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 33 points, 35,852. I'm Dixon Williams, and that's the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? I'll give you a hint. In my left hand, I'm holding a clump of soil. And its color? Red. I'm at Pioneer's R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. It's the middle of July and it's 98 degrees. I'm here to talk about the corn revolution, Pioneer's advances in genetics, breeding, technology, and testing. Now, normally when you think of corn, you think Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska, Kansas, the usual suspects. But Pioneer knows red dirt as well as black. With research centers, test plots, breeders, and agronomists outside what we traditionally think of as the Corn Belt. This way, Pioneer can develop local products for local farms wherever they are. The R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. Another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. With everything you need to take on your day, wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
We thank you so much for tuning in today to Middays on the C Spire text line. There are many African Americans like Condi Rice all over the United States. No question. Absolutely. Uh, See, they're too busy working and producing. They don't get out and raise hell like these politicians and these woke liberal elitists do. They don't like all that crap either. That's pretty clear from hearing Condi. Chris from Oxford says, if that were a white person saying exactly what Miss Rice said, she would have been booed off the stage. Uh, yeah, I think that's sadly probably rep- reflects our double standard, which is why it's so powerful when it comes from her. I, I, don't, I don't see how you can deny it. Uh, the validity of her of her point and her statement. She lived it. She exemplifies it. She personifies it. By the way, Darren and Jackson earlier said when I was talking about my wife sweating during delivery, she was cussing you <laughs> just like mine did. Probably so. Oh my gosh, David from Bruce on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, it is true. PETA is asking that, if you hadn't heard, folks, that Major League Baseball cancel the term bullpen and replace it with arm barn. It offends the bulls. <laughs> you know, again, I want you to know I'm laughing because they're trying to be serious about something so buffoonery. <laughs> Such buffoonery. <laughs> In the meantime, you just pointed out to us that today... Oh, yeah. Today yeah. is a day in history if you're a fan of Schoolhouse Rock. And I believe that's how a big chunk of the population of a certain generation learned their civics. Because it just it was so much more entertaining than history class. And on this day, in 1975, the folks from Schoolhouse Rock debuted the preamble. 1787, I'm told, our founding fathers all There's only one problem. You're canceled. (laughs) You can't say founding fathers, liberty. Those offend people. Perfect union. I guarantee you that jingle, though, came in handy if you ever had to memorize the preamble. You're dang right. I will have to say the performer. (laughs) They had some fun, didn't they? (laughs) 
I know it can't be true, but the voice sounds eerily familiar to my favorite, the covered Oregon <laughs> jingle. <laughs> that is awesome. Appreciate you digging that up. You can't do that today. But you know what? I'd be perfectly fine if that were a requirement to listen to and memorize across every school. What's wrong with that? It, I mean, it's crazy that people object to that. I, I can't comprehend it. But, no, we, we're too busy teaching six-year-olds they're evil because of their race. That's what we want. Yeah. It, it truly is ridiculous. By the way, Jeff said it's ridiculous. Of course he would. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That came in really handy when in ninth grade, Coach Messina handed out preambles as punishment for not doing homework, says Amanda from Pike County on the ceasefire text line. Just sit there and hum it to yourself and get all <laughs> the words out and ta-da, I'm done. Exactly. Darren in Jackson says, sounds like Coven uh, who did 110 Soldier of Billy Jack. We played that before. The old Billy Jack famous tune. I could hear that, and I got a little bit of the the Coca-Cola, I want to buy the world a yeah. Coke kind of feel to it. Yeah, that's right. Feel-goody sort of, uh, I guess, theme and sound, so to speak. Well, we have reached the top of the hour here, hour one on middays. We got Super Talk News, Fox News coming up when we... Return John McKay, the president and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association. You want to hear that? Please stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden at the United Nations World Climate Change Summit in Scotland says fighting climate change is a moral and economic imperative. We'll demonstrate to the world the United States is not only back at the table, but hopefully leading by the power of our example. He says developing countries should be given more help transitioning to clean energy. Former President Trump says in a statement he is not a believer in the integrity of Virginia's elections and that the way to beat that is to get out and vote. There's an election for governor of Virginia tomorrow. The Democratic candidate, Terry McAuliffe, said... Trump wants to win here so he can announce for president for 2024. Yeah. That's the stakes of this election. Trump released a statement backing the Republican, Glenn Youngkin, yet again urging his base to vote for him. But notably did not mention a scheduled virtual appearance at a Youngkin rally. Youngkin has said he will not participate in that. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school. I love you. Bye, Mom. Or 
taking it off road and uphill. Oh yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, baby! We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Regardless of which vaccine you got for your initial series, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explains that you don't have to get the same one for a booster. There can be some mixing and matching of the booster shots now as well. And this is allowable for all three of these vaccines. So if you meet the eligibility criteria for Pfizer or Moderna, then you are eligible to receive a booster shot of Pfizer, a booster shot of Moderna, or a booster shot of Johnson & Johnson. For eligibility information, visit supertalk.fm. And supply shortage concerns are forcing the Toyota factory in Blue Springs to suspend production for a week. Employees are given three options. They can take unpaid leave without penalty, take paid time off, or go to the factory where work will be provided. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey y'all, let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Over the past few years, the House passed a couple of bills designed to improve the state's workforce. First year that bill got vetoed, and then last year it didn't it didn't pass the Senate for whatever reason. Speaker of the House Philip Gunn said he's had conversations with the new workforce development director about improving or increasing the emphasis on the workforce. The overwhelming number of jobs in our in our economy are career technical type jobs. Gunn met with economic developers last week to discuss how they can increase those efforts. And disaster and employment assistance is now available for eight counties in Mississippi, which includes Amit, Hancock, Harrison, Jackson, Pearl River, Pike, Walthall, and Wilkinson. Individuals who live or work in one of the affected counties and could not work because of major destruction caused by Hurricane Ida are entitled to apply for assistance. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's the Augusta you can play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. so much for tuning in to Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studio, kicking off a brand new week. Joining us now in the studio, John McKay, the president and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association. Morning, John. Thanks for coming on. Morning. Glad to be here. All right. So something that we're all running into are these uh, shortages of products and supply chain issues that really are, are uh, plaguing the entire world. I mean, it's not right. just Mississippi, it's not just the country, it's the entire world, and that is something that has got to be top of mind for your members in the manufacturing sect, uh, sector. In particular, what what are they saying? What are you hearing? Yeah, it, it is. You're right. It's a challenge across the sector, and the most interesting thing about it is manufacturing is doing well. I mean, orders are up, production capacity is, is where we need it to be. But the, the supply chain is obviously a critical factor. And, and one of the things that most people don't think about is when the pandemic really hit, people changed their consumption from services and goods to pretty much just goods. People weren't traveling. They weren't going to the you know salon. They weren't going to mm-hmm. all of the services that we consume in a normal time. And so all of that demand shifted to goods. And when you do that, you have supply chain shortages, and then all of these goods trying to get to their ports of destination yeah. created chaos. Yeah, and so you've got that coupled with uh, the high higher cost of inputs. That's right, inflation. And uh, it's it's kind of a a toxic elixir for the consumers, <laughs> yes. shall we say? Well, and and then the, the the other side of that coin for manufacturers is the workforce. Yeah. And so you yeah. have you have critical shortages of the necessary inputs, and then the folks that you depend on to actually build your product, uh, that's in short supply, and and all of these things are converging at one time, and it's really creating some bottlenecks in the system. And the other thing that we hear a lot about, John, from from the manufacturing uh, community, and it's not just manufacturers, retailers as well, of course is uh, the increased cost of containers. Yes. So explain that for our audience. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go back to, and we'll just say normal times. So uh, normally what you would have is obviously you have components and raw materials that may come from other places. So a lot of that is from Asia. Mm -hmm. 
they would come over, and those shipping containers uh, per trip from Asia to America were running in the two thousand to three thousand dollar range per trip. Yeah, so that's you know pretty reasonable, and that was built into everybody's cost models. Obviously, the just in time supply chain method was is ubiquitous across manufacturing. So you had once you had the bottlenecks at the ports, these companies in the shipping industry. You know, it's supply and demand. Yeah. You know, the demand started skyrocketing, so they were having to charge more for their service. And now it's gone from that two to three thousand to twenty two to twenty five thousand per container. And you can only imagine multiply that out across your you know, what you're ordering, that is significant cost increases. Yeah, so and these containers we should point out, these these are uh are um storage uh uh I guess just objects that are used to to transport across the ocean. That's right. On on uh, sailing vessels, yachts, etc., barges, and um, they come in, they land at the port, and then they're uh, unloaded, put on trucks, and then sent out to their final destination. That, that's right. And and what some people don't realize is they think those big boxes are just something you put on the back of trucks. They are not. They're very specific for the type of transportation. Yeah. So they get on the ships, they get offloaded typically onto rail containers, okay. some, on, some on trucks, and then they're taken to a nearby warehouse, usually within a 50-mile radius of the port. So there's an offload there, and then they have to be onloaded to your typical tractor-trailer trucks or maybe additional rail. But again, those containers are very specialized, and they're all within that shipping container ecosystem. So they have to go back to the port. They have to go mm-hmm. back empty. <laughs> so it, it's it's a lot of logistical challenges, and then you add the cost factor on top of it, and it's really challenging. And there used to be sort of a nominal cost yeah. that, that – uh, the seller or the end user of those products it could be a manufacturer for components and raw materials would factor into their pricing model. But now it's becoming a significant aspect of it. In some cases, more than the material itself. Absolutely, and and what you what you have now is those shipping containers are now essentially in a storage area on those ports property. Yeah, and they're still they're just sitting there for months at a time. Where I was reading an article the other day, I think it was an eight day turnaround to get the goods out of the shipping container and into the transportation network. Now that time horizon is up to 35 days. Mm. Yeah. So all of that is is just causing as a ripple effect throughout the entire supply chain and that's that's causing problems. That's so right. all right, so we got the uh, the busy holiday season coming up. And of course, manufacturers in, in a just-in-time environment, manufacturers would be hard at it right now, producing Absolutely. products, shipping those, getting those just in time for the holidays. Well, and and again, back to this whole trickle-down effect of the transportation issue. Uh, typically, you would have those orders for Christmas time in the summer. Right. They would produce them and get them basically right next to a retailer very quickly. Yeah. But now, because of the supply chain being drawn out, you're having production just now. Well, if you're producing something that's going to go all over the world, those items might not get to the stores until mm. February. Mm. And for many retailers, they need the product now because this is when many of them do the majority of their business during this this peak right. shopping season. Yeah, so they, it's uh, all of it just is an issue. So what uh, what are you hearing from, I guess, our state government, if if they can do anything about this to, to try to relieve some of this pressure, and then from the federal government. how I well, know you're tracking that, so yeah, what's going oh, yeah. on? So I'll, I'll kind of take that in reverse order. Okay. Uh, we have been working on, on the federal side with our federal delegation, which has been tremendous uh, trying to help 
with this need and one of the things that they have talked about investing in is our domestic capacity uh, for um, chips okay. so semi- semiconductors sure. and chips that yep. are necessary in all of our appliances and vehicles and all the things we depend on uh, I think that would go a long way I think we need to stop depending on um, our you know the Asian countries that we have been in the past it just in general for almost national security yeah we need to bring that domestic so that i think that's an important aspect um some of the things that they've uh, been doing with the uh, especially the west coast ports um requiring them to go 24 7 um lifting some of the regulations with the trucking times that that people are able to transport yeah. goods yep uh, and then back home in, at the state level, I think um, you know we're we're trying to look at things we can do because obviously we're limited. Um, but I think the most important thing we can do, two things at the state level that we can do to help this situation, is continue investments in our infrastructure. Um, that's important to get our rail and our road networks up to speed uh, and competitive with the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two is continue to invest in our workforce development. That's always been a major deficiency for industries in Mississippi, and a lot of that has to do with rural areas of the state. It's tough to attract and retain workers. Sure. But right now, coming out of this pandemic, it is, it, it's something that I've never ex- seen in, in my 15 years of doing this. We just, it's almost as if the people have vanished. So where we were at a deficiency before, it's, it's a double whammy. Yeah. They're, for whatever reason, whether it's childcare or uh, other opportunities or, you know, quite frankly, some folks just don't want to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't great before the pandemic. That's right. It, it's just gotten worse. Way essentially. worse. Yeah. I mean, you've got anecdotes from some of my members where folks come in, go through the interview process, get hired, show up for the first day, and they make it two hours, and they're gone. Unbelievable. And that's not sustainable. I'm still scratching my head, John, trying to figure out, well, how are they eating? Where, where, I mean, is it – I can't find enough government safety nets, if you will, to offset work. I, I'm in your exact same boat. I've done the math. There is not enough benefit to pay all of these people that were in the workforce to not be there. So there, there's something going on out there. We're steadily looking into it. But I think – if we just back away from from trying to find that answer, at the end of the day, we need better skilled employees that are ready to work, and that's in the soft skills. Um, you know, just showing up on time, drug free, yeah, uh, able to take direction from a supervisor. Those simple things, and then our technical skills. Yeah, and and we're really ramping up through Accelerate Mississippi and the Community College Network, our our IHL institutions. We're all coming together. It's just going to take time. Yeah. And so uh, I guess we got a couple of minutes left here. What would you like to see the state government do with respect to that workforce development? Already a fair amount invested in that. Absolutely. So right now we have a historic opportunity with $1.8 billion of federal money. Now, we can debate whether that's a good thing or not, but it's yeah. here. Yeah. So I would hope that we would invest some of that into boosting our technical skills, uh, shortening that uh, that trade gap that we have right now. It's, yeah. it's something we can really do. Well, hopefully they're listening and uh, we can get on that because I know it's an issue. And I just I want to say one final thing to your comment about just some of these soft skills. How come that ain't being taught at the home? And I know that's another <laughs> philosophical debate. Why do we got to teach adults that? That's right. You're absolutely right. John, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. want to find out uh, how we fare through this uh, busy Christmas season. Absolutely. I'll be back. Thank you. You got it.
John McKay, president and CEO of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association, has been our guest. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't forget Professor Christopher Green on the abortion cases at 1137. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 75. Tonight, mostly clear. Lows dipping into the upper 40s. Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 73. And for your Wednesday, a beautiful day on tap as well. Partly sunny skies, high near 69. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Buying for a business? Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all of your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs, plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com business. Batteries Plus. Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Home is where your life happens, so make it reflect you. At Miskelly's, find what suits your style and get instant savings up to $300. Plus, finance your purchase for five years with no down payment. Shop online and check out what's in stock or visit one of our showrooms. Make your house your favorite place to come home to with instant savings and no money down financing. The low monthly payment will also suit your style. Make it happen at all Miskelly locations. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. Right. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go.
Welcome back, everyone. Middays. So, Paul and Meridian on the ceasefire text line says, sounds like the North American trade deal that Trump brokered would be a good answer to this problem. Start opening more plants in Mexico and Canada and start a new supply chain. Um, you know, I, I hear you, Paul, but I still think that John is right, and, and I gr- totally agree with him, that there, there's something going on where there doesn't seem to be a lot of excitement, enthusiasm, and and just feeling that one needs to work to produce value for society. That that there's just, I can just skip it. I can just avoid it. I don't get it. I I can't comprehend it. And And I'm not sure that's different in Canada or Mexico. I think it's pervasive. And I think the more we don't ever talk about that. Our, if you look at a Joe Biden, it's always good-paying union jobs, and uh, it's just always poking you in the eye with that. But hey, look at this bill, these bills that are about to pass. They're just giant welfare bills. They call them an expansion of safety nets to help hard-working American families. And, I, and I'm mocking it because, no, that's not what it is. It's welfare. It is blatant, egregious, take out of this pocket and put it in that one and skim off the top. And the skimming usually comes in the form of power and perks and favors from those who are behind all this mess. Mm. By the way, Jeff clarified. Appreciate this, Jeff, on the ceasefire text line. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know when we look at the text, but the ridiculous, his comment, that's ridiculous, was about the uh, idiots, as he says, wanting to wanting Major League Baseball to change the name of the bullpen. We concur. This is another solution looking for a problem. Is all that is, in my view. The friendly California commie says, I recite the preamble to anyone who listened thanks to Schoolhouse Rock. They left out of the United States from the first version of their rendition, though. I didn't know that. A little trivia there. <laughs> uh, can we get some Chick-fil-A employees to these ports? Yeah, I hear you. I saw a funny they're tweet little, they're Saturday little short about too. that. Yeah, where for somebody went through a Chick Fil A and they actually had to go to the speaker and talk to the speaker and then drive around to the window and actually deal with someone through a window because it seems like all throughout the pandemic it was people with iPads out at the car. Yeah, and it was just expedited. And when they had to go to the speaker and then go deal with somebody at the window. They tweeted at Chick-fil-A, is everything okay? Are y'all all right? <laughs> oh, gosh. The problem is way too many, in all caps, government handouts, trust me, they are there. That from Terry's upholstery. I, I believe you, Terry. I, but like John, he's pretty sharp on this stuff, too. I, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out how the heck they're living. What is their subsistence? I don't get it. There ain't that much. I mean, there must be, unless it's there's some gaming and fraud, and and I'm not saying there's not, and abuse. I mean, the example I can think of off the top of my head is, say you are working 
part-time. You never make more than 30 hours a week. But you're doing it as a way to make extra money for your kids. Say you got three kids at home, all under 18. You Say your, your spouse is making plenty to cover all the bills and everything, the mortgage and the power bill and the water bill and all that. So you're yeah. just working for a little extra spending money. And all of a sudden the government says, hey, we're going to send you money just for having those kids. Do, do, you, do you quit that part-time job? I agree. It's a problem. Do you cut back on the hours? <laughs> I I just disagree with all of it. I, I And what scares me is that Pelosi reported yesterday that she thinks the progressives are on board and ready to support both the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the Build Back Better plan as early as tomorrow, a vote in the House. And Pelosi... One thing she's pretty good at is counting the votes in her chamber, and she won't put it on the floor unless she knows it's going to pass. So she thinks, latest I saw, tomorrow. And again, what bothers me is that I don't think we're paying enough attention to this. This is transformational in our nation, and Wall Street Journal had a great article that this over the weekend, by the way, that said what we've been saying here on the program, that it's a ruse to think this thing's one point, now $1.75 trillion. Start out as $3.5. When they go through all the math, I said 7 Their math comes up with 10 So if you look at the child tax credits, for example, it's in there for a year, the child payments. And it's up like $120 billion a year? It ain't ever going away. So if you scored it over the 10 years, as the CBO did, that's $1.2 trillion. It's, it, that's a lie. It's, it's like a Trojan horse. Let's get this thing in there and put all these programs in place. They're never going away. They're right. They won't. Never going away. Because it'd be political suicide to go after it. On, e- on either side. You're taking away my child payments? I'm dependent on that. And then you have sob story after sob story about they won't be able to afford this or that yes, or the other yes. if they go away. You hate children. You can yeah. hear it now. So you ha- think about that. Everything is, if you're not in favor of taking out of this pocket and putting it in that one, you hate children. That's what they're saying. Forget the principle of it. And I I mean by that the principles of the role of government is what I'm referring to in that respect. How about not firing folks for not taking a shot? That would be a good start. That's on the ceasefire tax line. You know, I said from the beginning that I support and I'll say it again, I support the right of a private business to implement such mandates for the vaccine. I don't agree with it, but I support their right. As much as I support the right of a cake baker to not bake a cake because it conflicts with their religious convictions. Same thing. I, I, I find those totally equivalent. That is 
intrusion by government where it should not. Now, I also thought and said, still think, believe, the market will sort this out. If companies are not able to fill their ranks because of that, because of that mandate, then you've got to end it. It's real simple. Or you don't survive as a business, as a going concern. I have issues with this federal contractor mandate coming from the federal government. You're using public money in that respect. But I have lots of issues with federal stipulations for vendors, such as minority participation. That's been around for a long time. You simply cannot be a vendor, a partner, business partner to the federal government unless you meet an arm's length of regulations pertaining to minority organizational structure and, and participation. You, you can't. You're essentially banned barred. I've got personal experience with this. But you don't hear anybody talking about that. Why not? As a taxpayer, I want my government to spend taxpayer money in the most efficient manner. I don't want premiums to be paid to vendors because they meet some minority requirement, minority participation requirement, or minority ownership requirement. I, I don't support such preferential treatment. I want the best value for the taxpayers. If that's a minority-owned business, so be it. Knock yourself out. But to just be awarded business because of your race or your gender or any of these other so-called minority attributes, no, that's, that's, not, that's not good business in my view. The problem is, this shortage of people, this has been going on a while, it's gotten worse, way before vaccine mandates were instituted. It's been going on for months before that was even a twinkle in anyone's eyes. And today, that's playing out in New York, by the way, with the fire department, the police department. So New York, you need a change. You're going to not have enough people to keep the people of New York safe. We'll take a break right here and come back when we return. It's Christopher Green, law professor from Ole Miss, talking about the abortion lawsuit. Stay with us. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team. 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Nomoreroofleak.com. I'm here with John Ravenstein, and John, you sure seem to love what you do. What's not to love? <laughs> Working with diamonds and gemstones? Ever since I was a kid, growing up in Northeast Jackson, I dreamed of being a jeweler. <laughs> you knew that early on what you wanted to be in life? I would ride my bike every day after school, mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' store on Capitol Street to clean the jewelry cases, just to see every diamond I could. It was amazing. <laughs> like a kid in a candy store, huh? And right then I knew, it was either that or a rock star. I didn't know you could sing. You know, I can't. That's why I'm a jeweler. <laughs> I don't know, John. If you think about it, you got thousands of fans. Yeah. And women who adore you. <laughs> okay. You're a rock star. I guess you're right. And these, these are my Rolling Stones. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct 
Diamond Importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Regardless of which vaccine you got for your initial series, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explains that you don't have to get the same one for a booster. There can be some mixing and matching of the booster shots now as well. And this is allowable for all three of these vaccines. So if you meet the eligibility criteria for Pfizer or Moderna, then you are eligible to receive a booster shot of Pfizer, a booster shot of Moderna, or a booster shot of Johnson & Johnson. For eligibility information, visit supertalk.fm. And supply shortage concerns are forcing the Toyota factory in Blue Springs to suspend production for a week. Employees are given three options. They can take unpaid leave without penalty, take paid time off, or go to the factory where work will be provided. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its 20th annual Banking and Finance Symposium on November 12th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Scott Anderson of Stiefel, KBW, Rebecca Romero-Rainey of ICBA, and Jill Castilla of Citizens Bank. A first-ever Women in Banking Breakfast will be held at 8 a.m. The symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. Panels will discuss fintech and mergers and acquisitions. To register, go online at our alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syrie to get info. Join Grammy Museum Mississippi as we feature singer-songwriter Don Bryant for an evening of songs and behind-the-scenes stories as part of the Words and Music, a songwriter series moderated by Scott Bomar. This feature of Don Bryant will be held at Grammy Museum Mississippi on November 15th at 7 p.m. Tickets are $20. To purchase tickets and or to learn more about upcoming events and Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. 
Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. so much for joining us on Middays with Gerard and Rido in the Super Talk studios. Uh, joining us now, Professor Christopher Green. He's a law professor at the University of Mississippi. Hey, Professor, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me again. It's uh, These are exciting days. <laughs> you bet. So we uh, wanted to have you on to talk about these, uh, these cases that are coming before the Supreme Court, both in Texas and Mississippi, regarding uh, various abortion uh, rulings and laws, but uh, kind of walk us through the chronology. Let's, let's take Texas. They passed a law, and then it, it, uh, it got upheld, I guess is the way to say it, by the Supreme Court, and, and now uh, there's some challenges to, to that. Uh, so kind of walk us through the chronology. Tell us where we are today and, and, and what's going on there. Well, there's there's a lot of different parts to it. Yeah. So uh, last May, Texas passed a law, and basically the idea for the law is to channel challenges to it. Uh, so it, it prohibits abortions uh, after six weeks of gestation and uh, gets the state government out of the business of enforcing that. <laughs> So it, it decides to take this regulation and put it entirely in the hands of the state judiciary. So individual people, not governmental officials, suing uh, abortion providers. Uh, so it's trying to channel all of the abortion litigation into the state judicial system. So uh, the way it works, we have this, uh, we got, you know, every state has its own judiciary. And those are subject to review by the United States Supreme Court under this uh, section 1257. So I'm constantly telling telling my federal jurisdiction students, well, you got one kind of review, which is 1257. And then the other kind of review is where you go to a federal district court. Okay, so you go to your, your northern district of Mississippi or your southern district of Mississippi or the various district courts in Texas. You go there and then take an appeal from there to the Fifth Circuit, which covers Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and go from there to the U.S. Supreme Court. So the issue in both of the cases the Supreme Court heard today is, is Texas allowed to channel all of the challenges to this abortion regulation into the state judiciary, subject only to review under 1257, or are uh, is either the federal government or the uh, clinics allowed to somehow get this into federal court? Uh, 
Okay. And there's a whole bunch of moving parts about different ways you could try to get this into federal trial court. It obviously would be able to get into federal court at the U.S. Supreme Court on review of the state court judgments. But can you get into federal district court uh, somehow? And there's a whole bunch of different theories, Yeah. Um, none of which are clearly great. Uh, and they've got all kinds of different problems that the uh, justices were trying to weigh. Uh, I think they may have there maybe have a couple more minutes left. Um, but they're just nearing the end of uh, fussing over all the different possible problems with these these theories of how you can get into federal court, yeah, into federal trial court. Uh, Professor, the Wall Street Journal had uh, an excellent um, op-ed opinion piece over the weekend entitled "The Amendment That Remade America," and it really referred to the Fourteenth Amendment. And it goes on to say that to a great extent, these cases really have at their core the 14th Amendment. Can you kind of comment on that? Oh, that's absolutely right. So, uh, the you know, when we form a federal government, in we, so we design it in 1787 in Philadelphia, and then uh, the states ratify it, there are not, there are a few, but not very many, restrictions on what states can do. Yeah. So there's just a very small handful of things that states can do. Um, so almost, you know, by far the most important provision in the Constitution that gets litigated is the 14th Amendment, because, for instance, if you complain that the state of Mississippi has uh, violated your free speech rights, if you're complaining about Texas doing uh, uh, something, Louisiana, um, you are invoking the 14th Amendment. So the 14th Amendment is in the background of a vast, vast quantity of cases at the U.S. Supreme Court. The th- you know, the three biggest uh, uh, cases they've decided recently, uh, or last, you know, couple generations. So Brown, Roe, Obergefell, all of these are 14th Amendment cases. So an understanding of the original meaning of the 14th Amendment is, uh, is absolutely essential. And I, uh, yeah, I commend the, uh, the, so the journal had an interview with, uh, Randy Barnett, yes. who's at Georgetown, and Evan mm-hmm. Burnick, who's, uh, uh, he's actually a co, I've, I've co-authored a couple of pieces okay. with him myself. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a new professor at uh, Northern Illinois. Uh, it's an excellent book. It's uh, it's wrong about a, a few things, but uh, it's it's writer than a lot of books about the Fourteenth Amendment. I've got you know I've got my own Fourteenth uh, Amendment book from a few years ago, and I'm I'm uh, actually hoping to write a, a one of my own uh, uh, one of these uh, years. Uh, so, uh, but the uh, the uh, Barnett and Burnick uh, one will uh, will have to do for now. Okay, so in the in the Texas case, who is the plaintiff? And what are they seeking? Yeah, so we got two different. Um, yeah, that I mean, that that question. <laughs> what exactly do you want? Uh, was actually a surprisingly difficult question to answer. Uh, Justice Kagan was actually pressing it. So we got two lawsuits. One is by the clinics. Uh, it's a whole woman's health. They've litigated a bunch of uh, these cases before. Uh, they had a 2016 case at the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. So we got the clinics. And then the second lawsuit is the federal government. Right. So we've got, um, okay, so those are the two sets of plaintiffs. And then the two sets of defendants, the clinics sued the clerks in the Texas judiciary and the judges. So it's Whole Woman's Health versus Jackson. Jackson is the name of one of the judges that they thought might hear one of these cases. The United States, they just sued Texas. 
the reason for this is if you're the federal government, you are allowed to sue the state itself in a way other people are not. Hmm. So the federal government is allowed to sue uh, the state of Texas. Um, there's actually a, a case from 1892, also called United States versus Texas, uh, which says that the federal government is not subject to the same sovereign immunity rules uh, that private litigants are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the federal government is allowed to uh, mess with Texas in ways that uh, uh, private litigants can't. So one question. So there's there's questions about you know. So in the United States versus Texas lawsuit from today, one big question is, well, what what business is this to you? Why does the federal government have authority just to step in and say, hey, we're upset with uh, unconstitutional stuff that might happen? Uh, do they have a cause of action? So there's a bunch of questions about this 1895 case called Henry Debs, uh, where the feds went after uh, 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 Eugene Debs, a labor organizer, uh, and uh, you know, it's not a. I, I, it's hard to tell whether it's the highest uh, uh, highest prestige opinion in the world, but uh, big questions about whether the federal government can just step in and just have a cause of action. The big and then there's I'm mean, just big questions about who exactly you're going to enjoin if these win. So uh, suing the the clerks or the judges, I think there there was a number of justices that were really skeptical about that. Uh, and I think for good reason. Yeah, I think, a, a, you know, a theory that probably has more legs is suing the attorney general hmm. on the basis that uh, the, all of these plaintiffs. So even though the attorney general himself doesn't have any enforcement authority because all of these uh, individual potential plaintiffs are. Uh, sort of private attorneys general, they have the power to become private attorneys general. Uh, therefore, uh, uh, because they have an analogous office, suing the attorney. So normally we sue an attorney general in order to prevent the DA from indicting us. Hmm. Uh, if that's okay, uh, maybe it's okay to sue the DA, sue the attorney general to prevent all these private attorney generals from coming after us. Hmm. Um, and then the argument, I mean, there's a bunch of detail like, well, but the attorney general doesn't have any authority here. Uh, and does he have a, a normal authority in uh, uh, supervising the DA? Uh, there are a bunch of interesting questions about just state constitutional law. Like, what can the attorney general do? Mm. Um, and uh, uh, you know, fascinating stuff. The um, Yeah, the, the issue of uh, yeah, su suing the, the, the clerks uh, <laughs> has a big problem because you say, like, just just taking a lawsuit they're not doing anything wrong and that might be perfectly lawful so enjoining somebody for doing something that's perfectly lawful gotcha. uh and a number of the justices were were skeptical about that uh extending devs to cover this um they seem skeptical about that on the other hand there was i think a very broad consensus among the justices that they just don't like texas screwing around like this hmm. they do not uh, appreciate you know, trying to channel review on, in, into 1257 and trying We're to avoid time, normal sorts of typical pre-enforcement stuff. I appreciate it. we so. got to get you back on because it's complicated. Two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, invites you to our Veterans Day ceremony. 
Wednesday, November the 10th at 10.30 a.m. to honor Mississippians who serve and who have served the United States Armed Forces. The program will take place on the Energy Mississippi Plaza located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Join the two Mississippi Museums, Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum as we honor our veterans. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. In in just the last few years, there have been more than 200 cases of human trafficking reported right here in central Mississippi. I met a guy on Instagram. I got hooked on drugs. He would crush it up and he would put it in orange juice and tequila and give it to me. My dad, when he needed to pay the bills, he would send me to a friend of his and then things would go on. and our light bill would be paid or there'd be groceries. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in the state and you can help. You're invited to a super fun event to raise money for local organizations that rescue people from the grip of human trafficking or domestic abuse. The 41st annual Squat and Gobble Dance Contest and Turkey Calling Contest is coming up Thursday, November 11th at the new Mississippi Trademark. Featuring live music from Dr. Zar's Amazing Funk Monster, a live and silent auction, great food and drinks, and more. Get tickets to at friendsforacause.com. The Midday Agri-Market Report. Striking workers for John Deere & Company are scheduled to vote Tuesday on a contract proposal offering bigger raises and bonuses as the farm equipment maker tries to end its first strike in 35 years. The company announced a tentative deal on Saturday for a six-year contract that bumps up the raises and bonus levels from a proposal that members of the United Auto Workers Union rejected three weeks ago. The new proposal would provide 10% raises for this year versus the 5 to 6% increase in the first year, including the previous offer. And the briefing from the union said workers will receive 5% raises in 2023 and 2025. That's up from the 3% raises in the previous offer. Workers would also receive lump sum bonuses from amounting to 3% of their pay for 2022, 2024, 2026, compared to 2% of the previous offer, and a bonus of $8,500 if the deal is ratified on Tuesday. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? Well, this is the first time it's taken me outside the continental U.S., I'm at Pioneer's Trade Integration Facility in Puerto Rico. We're about a mile away from the coast, and, um, hmm, I can smell the sea. I'm going inside one of the dozen or so greenhouses that make up the complex. A lot of trade integration happens here in Puerto Rico because the warm weather provides four growing cycles of corn per year, so new ideas can get to farmers quickly. It's a very important step in the pipeline. Once traits are incorporated into a new corn or soybean line, they can protect the plant and its yield potential against stressors like insects and herbicides. The Trait Integration Facility in Puerto Rico, another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Tuned in to Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the studio. We got some Foreigner tickets to give away. Go, Rhino. Oh, yeah. One of the best-selling groups of all time, Foreigner, is coming to the Magnolia State. They're going to be playing live at the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo on November 13th. Tickets for the show are on sale now. You can go to Ticketmaster.com or swing by the Bancorp South Arena box office and pick some up. But you can also win a pair of tickets just by texting in to the ceasefire text line all you got to do is be lucky number 19 today be the 19th person to text into the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395 be the 19th person to text in head games and you'll win a pair of tickets to see foreigner in tupelo at the bancorp south arena on november 13th there you go also, join Middays with yours truly on Friday from the grounds of the Museum of Mississippi History and the Civil Rights Museum in downtown Jackson for a celebration of our veterans. That's coming up on a Friday, November the 5th. There will be free covered parking on North Jefferson Street for you. Join the two Mississippi museums on Friday as we honor our veterans. That's also, believe it or not, my wife's birthday. I better remember that. Uh, very important. <laughs> Some percentage of lost workers is due to COVID through death and disability. This is on the ceasefire text line. Most of the more than 2,000 deaths from Delta variant were among adults, 40 to 65, 10,000 total deaths thus far, total, and a significant amount among working ages. That's Dan in Vicksburg. I think that's one of the factors. I think there's multiple, but... Still, though, I'm with John McKay from Mississippi Manufacturers Association. It feels like there's just this attitude in this country that I don't want to nor need to work. I, I, I still think that's at the core of this. That's causing a problem, and maybe it's right. Mo's texted in that, you know, they're just an entire generation that has been taught from K through college that they are entitled to anything they want. I, I think there is some... Something to that as well, Mose, honestly. It just seems like, if you think about what's being taught in our schools, all this gender theory and critical race theory and the deck is stacked and the oppressed versus the, being, uh, the oppressors, I should say, it's everything but we're going to give you all the tools you need to go out and work your rear off and succeed <laughs> and produce value for society. I, I have a problem with that. And by the way, you make some money while you're doing it. And it, I don't know. We don't seem to be doing that uh, anymore as we used to. Ben from Madison, by the way, got to get to this. He says this is from earlier. He, it's pretty obvious Governor Reeves isn't planning on calling a special session. 
Is it possible the federal vaccine mandate would change that? Also, if he did want that addressed through the legislature, would they have the votes to do anything? Thank you. Uh, that's from Ben on the ceasefire text line. I, I just at this point, there's no indications that there that I would say that there's going to be a special session for either of those matters. And you know, we had um, our friend Lucian Smith from Balsham Bingham, attorney, former GOP state chairman, last week talking about when you had this conflict between federal and state law. If, if the states, by the way, I think at this point, uh, 19 states are suing the federal government over these vaccine mandates for federal contractors. They argue that the requirement violates federal law. And that's essentially what Lucian said last week, that if this ends up in court, the courts will have to decide whether or not the federal government's mandate not only is constitutional, but just is valid, is reasonable. I mean, it's all you always got to apply the legal reasonableness test here. And I think Lucian's spot on on that. This will be sorted out and and um, litigated in the courts. I think that's where we're, we're at. I still say, if you're losing a bunch of employees like New York police officers and firefighters and so forth over this. Sanitation workers. Sana- yeah, you see the garbage, the oh, yeah, images garbage of the garbage piling, piling up. up. Well, then you've got a problem. You've got to fix it. And at this point, like I've said, you want a vaccine, it's free. Almost anywhere. It's pervasive, ubiquitous in this country. You don't? Okay. You're on your own. That's fine. And if you get it, those who think that folks are putting their health at risk by getting it, well, they're on their own, too. I support their right to make that choice. So we could certainly call a special session and pass a law that says we essentially uh, rebuke these federal mandates. I'm not sure what's accomplished by that, honestly. I still think you got to go to court and sort it out. Get into all kinds of complex things. Well, is the federal government going to send money to you as a contractor and pay you if you're defying their order? And is your order reasonable? I think the court's got to get involved. That's where we are. We thank you so much for tuning in today on Middays. Really appreciate it. Yes, we did have a winner, didn't we, Rhino? Oh, yeah. Just waiting to confirm with him. Until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.